Welcome to episode 39 of the WASB Connection Podcast. A great teacher, as we all know, can change the course of a student's life. The same is true of school board members as well. You have a different role, but the choices you make can help your district students reach their potential. So, how does that happen? The work of a school board to deliver a quality education to all children is called governance, and that's what we'll talk about today. The Wisconsin Association of School Boards has created a new framework to help school board members understand quality governance. It's called the Essential Elements of Governance, and it goes into detail about the five crucial areas that research suggests school board members should focus on. There's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of best practices. There's many other school boards and school board associations and and standards. We thought we got to look at Okay, if we're going to enhance what we're doing, let's start right at the base of this. And one of the things was, as we said, well, let's try to bring this together. Today, we'll talk to two people here at the WASB, both former Wisconsin superintendents who had a hand in creating this framework. Ben Niehaus is Director of Member Services for the WASB, and Fran Finko is a Governance and Search Consultant. Board members seldom know, nor are they expected to know, how to implement continuous improvement and accountability when they take their seats at the table. And this model and the work that the WSB people can do around this model will help them with that journey, with that walkthrough towards continuous improvement and at high levels of learning for all children. We'll talk about why we made this framework, what its parts are, and how you can learn more about how to put it into practice. My name is Dan Linehan, Communications Director here at the WSB. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would ask you to share it with just one other person. Thank you. We're joined by Ben Niehouse, our Director of Member Services, and Fran Finko, Search and Governance Consultant. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Yep, glad to be here. Could you both tell us a bit about your background? Ben Niehaus, Director of Member Services, been with the WASB since July 1st of 2021. Prior to that time, I served as a school administrator for 10 years, first district, Goodman Armstrong Creek, and then at the Florence County School District. Last eight years of my tenure and was a business education teacher prior to that. Pleasure being with the WASB and working with this great team as their Member Services Director. Francinko, I have a 43-year uh, educational background, Dan. I started in Minnesota and spent 16 years in Northwest Minnesota as a teacher, a school counselor, and the last couple of years there as associate principal. And we moved to Onalaska, Wisconsin, and we spent 27 years as a family growing up there. And I was the middle school principal, director of instructional services, and the last eight years at Onalaska, I was the superintendent. And so for the past four years, I've been working with WASB and like Ben said, with an awesome group of consultants. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of familiar concepts like accountability, budgeting, leadership, and we're going to do it under the framework of a concept called governance. And that might be a a word that's familiar to listeners and, and it may be new. So could you tell us a little bit about what governance means and why that's an important way to look at the work of school boards? It's really a process where a group of people, in our case, our publicly elected school boards, provide as a team, as a group, 
as a board, strategic leadership, work at setting the direction of the organization, reviewing, implementing, creating policy, making strategic decisions, while also holding the district to a level of accountability, both fiscally, obviously in the interest of taxpayers, but as important or maybe more important for why we're all here and serving kids programmatically to be sure that our schools are advancing and continually improving in their service to students. So the accountability piece is a big part of it also in being accountable to both the fiscal end and the academic end. And it's critical. The research and best practices show that when you have high levels of governance, the quality of education that's delivered to those students is only going to be higher achieving with more opportunities for those students and preparing them for ultimately their their post-secondary endeavors. That's what our institutions are here for. Thanks, Ben. So it sounds like governance is a pretty straightforward concept. It's about how the work of school boards results in the achievement of students. Absolutely. So you and Fran and the rest of the consultant team have been hard at work creating a new framework for governance, and it's called the WASB Essential Elements of Governance. So I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about that, Fran. What are the essential elements and and why are they important? When we talk about the quality governance and how boards can meet that overarching goal of high levels of learning for all kids, we look at uh, what already been done in terms of the, the work that we've been doing through WASB. We looked at, like Ben said, the research and the resources that were out there, and we determined a, a common set of themes, and those are what we call the essential elements of governance. The five themes, in a nutshell, one is governing to make a difference, governing for high levels of learning for our all children where we make a difference. The second one is quality leadership. The third one is strategic focus on the future. The fourth is accountability. And then the fifth, and not necessarily in any order, is communication and engagement. And what we did in each of those areas, we looked at what were the important must-do activities and, and processes for boards and administrative teams to fulfill in those five areas in order to have an essential quality governance experience. So that's pretty much those five in a nutshell. When we talk about governing to make a difference for children, Ben talked about what governance was at the beginning where they set the direction for the organization. They figure out what structure they're going to need, the administrative team and the board to meet the goals that they set up when they set the direction. And then they talk about the fiscal and the programmatic accountability. The boards need to be able to follow a plan in order to make a difference. And that's what this whole governance process is about. It's all about making a difference for children. It's important for us to make sure that children learn at high levels and that the boards and the superintendents understand the nature of the work as to how to get there. That's the first part of the essential elements that governing to make a difference for children. They have to believe, they have to believe that reaching the goals of the programs and initiatives that get put in place when they set the direction, you have to believe that that's going to make a difference in, in student learning. And that's going to lead into culture conversation that we can have a little bit later. Sure. The second one under leadership, like Ben said, there's board responsibilities, there's superintendent responsibilities, 
board responsibilities like policy development and understanding the relationship between the board and the superintendent. Then there's superintendent roles under leadership. What do we do to lead the district? How does the superintendent become leaders of and model effective behavior for administrators so that they can become better leaders? And then sharing that message of the mission, vision, and goals of the board. That's all the superintendent leadership role. And then there's the teaming piece under leadership. The board and the superintendent have to work together. They have to understand each roles and their collective impacts, but they also have to create that culture of collective efficacy and, and continuous improvement. So they're modeling for the people that, that work in the district. There's a need for the, the board to have knowledge of operations under leadership. How do we run meetings? What are the protocols? Like we talked about policy development and so on. Also under leadership, you have culture you know, modeling the behavior of high expectations of success for all learners. That piece is in there. There's governing with ethics under leadership, being truthful, being transparent, representing all the constituents. And then advocacy is the last part. And that's advocating for students and staff and community stakeholders. And also the advocacy at the state and national level. Those are all leadership responsibilities of the board and administration. Thanks, Fran. So it sounds like you looked at and found these five essential elements or areas that that all boards should have a focus on. So it's got that kind of simplicity or clarity I like. And at the same time, you also drill down in each area. So under leadership or advocacy or governing for accountability, the framework has a lot of specific guidance based on what the research has said in those areas. So boards can get some guidance on not only what are the important areas, but what does it look like to be successful in those areas? Right. And and so, you know, we talked about quality, we talked about governing to make a difference. And we talked about the pieces that fall under the leadership element, but there's also a governing for the future, a strategic focus on the future. That goes back to strategic planning and developing the mission and talking about What's the moral imperative of the district? What, you know, there's that, there's that academic core kind of a mission, but there's also that moral imperative that from the heart, what are we responsible for as a board and an administrative team? And so that whole part of strategic planning is part of governing for the future. And then the accountability piece, you know, how do we hold people accountable for what we expect? We want academic continuous improvement we also want fiscal accountability and, and responsibility as a board and leadership team. And then there's that whole part about succession planning and, and continuous, continuous growth under that accountability piece where there's board self-evaluation and superintendent evaluation. Those are all areas in which the boards and the superintendents can be accountable to these essential elements in this governance plan. And the last part is about communicating with stakeholders and everybody knows how important uh, how important it is to be transparent and to keep people in the loop and, and to help resolve conflicts that happen and, uh, and just engaging with stakeholders in general. Fran, you used the phrase uh, moral imperative a moment ago, and I think this is extra clear when you can see the framework graphic, but in some ways that moral imperative is kind of at the center of all of these elements. 
Could you talk a little bit about what that commitment looks like uh, that kind of underlines all the work that boards do? Moral imperative, when you talk about the purpose of a school board and the purpose of the school district, you focus on the mission. You know, what's our purpose? What what are we here for? And if you ask parents, Dan, you're a parent. If you ask parents, why do you send your kids to school? What's the answer that they give? We want our kids to learn at high levels, right? Mm-hmm, right. So besides there being a mission, here's the mission that we're on. Here's our purpose. If you think about it from more of an emotional or more of an internal kind of a, not a statistical, but an internal kind, what's our moral imperative? What as a board, what as a school district do we absolutely need to make sure happens in order for us to be successful? And that moral imperative always, always goes back to what parents want. They want high levels of learning for their, their child or their children. And so that's the board and administrative team's job in this governance plan. How do we get there? How do we do that? And that's where the elements come in. Yeah, if I could just add to that real quick, as we talk about this framework, there's many points of reference and research that goes into this. And one of those is a book that's put together. It's called The Governance Core. So it's one of these points. And just to illustrate, we, as Fran put together very well, is the moral imperative in that setting is defined as the relentless commitment to the learning of all children. So going back to what Fran was saying with what is the expectation of parents And even beyond that, what is the expectation of community of the purpose of the school governing at these high levels and bringing this all together is all about that high level of achievement opportunities for all the children of the school district. And so that's a big part of this is you're asking, Dan, and that moral imperative piece is, uh, and, and I would say, I think sometimes from the governance and Having just been at a district last night, actually doing some work, sometimes it's easy to fall into the weeds of the just the dollars and cents, if you will, the business end of it. But at the end of the day, we exist and we do all this. And governance is critical in the interest of accelerating and continually improving how we support our students and prepare them for their futures. So earlier, you noted that these elements aren't new, that they're kind of a continuation of what we and others have been doing a long time, what the research has said for a while now. Could you tell us a little bit about why this framework was important to create now and what went into the research and the development of the framework? You know, the memberships heard and participated in the membership survey that we did a little more than a year ago. And a lot of what we are looking at and advancing in our work is based on the outcomes of that member survey. So there was one particular part that focused on governance. And one of the questions was asking our members to rank. uh, There was five governance issues provided that we are familiar with as as a school board association. And we wanted them to prioritize what were the most important, what were the least important. The most important at more than two to one to even the second was board governance and operations. Our members were telling us we want more support. Uh, we want to improve. We're here for the right reason. So what is our role? How do we advance our mission and all the pieces that Fran was sharing of? So historically, what we've been doing, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of best practices. There's many other school boards and school board associations and, and standards. We thought we got to look at 
okay, if we're going to enhance what we're doing, let's start right at the base of this. And one of the things was, as we said, well, let's, let's try to bring this together. And as you look at the research, and this process started almost a year ago, probably right at the early summer of 2022, led by Fran and, and our other consultants, and analyzing that research, the references, best practices, there's a common themes. A lot of similarity. So we aligned those pieces that led to, and I, I know the audience that's listening here doesn't have the visual in front of us, but when that visual is released at our spring workshops and in the coming months and even beyond our spring workshops, summer leadership online platforms on our website, we developed that graphic that has the descriptors that Fran went through earlier based on bringing all this research and these points of reference together which there isn't any part of it that can really be based on the research that can be argued that, well, accountability is not important for student achievement or fiduciary responsibility to taxpayers or communication and engagement is not important. The board should just do as they do and, and not worry about the external or even worry about the internal, just as examples. So we brought this all together, if you will, under one roof so when we're out presenting and leading in governance, we still have there's great research. We're probably going to use some of those other points of research in that because they're the basis for what this was built on. But we can center it around this so that when we are helping our board and leading through our many sessions that we provide in our workshops, we can illustrate and say, hey, we're focused here because in the framework, being accountable quality leadership. You need to be advocates for your district, for your students. That's a big part of this is the board is is advocating for the students many times. They can't advocate for themselves as minors, if you will. We can reference this so that it brings a relevance of, okay, why should we be vested in this? What's the benefit back to us as a board that in return is going to benefit our kids, going to benefit our school community? So we want to make this much more prevalent and bring it together versus it kind of being fragmented and we're like, like, oh, the Lighthouse study says this, and Marzano and Water says this, and, and this study says this, that we can just kind of conceptually bring it all to this. And if we want to get into the weeds, we certainly can. So this isn't just Fran and the other consultants and Ben or others at WASB just creating this and thinking, oh, this is what we think will work. This is what we know will work from a variety of research that aligns. And just to put it into an analogy, maybe because when you see the graphic, it's, you know, it's a circle kind of rep, we didn't intend it to represent a wheel, but it's like we've brought this all together, like a, a wheel on any type of a vehicle. It serves a purpose. It's critical, whether it's the dump truck moving down the road or it's the minivan, whatever it is, there isn't something that is better if you will, than the traditional wheel. Yeah, they got a different tread pattern. They've got different sizes, but we really wanted to bring that together to say, hey, we don't have to totally reinvent that wheel. Let's let's bring this together for what the research shows is critical to those high, the governance for the high levels of learning. So I think, again, once we start getting out in the coming months and, and talking more about this, seeing it, and, and us breaking in to deeper discussion on all five of those sections that we, we just can't cover that in this short podcast here. In time, our members, our school boards are going to see the relevance and importance of all these pieces and why they together are absolutely critical to student success. Great. Thanks a lot, Ben. And 
You referenced that member survey, and that survey told us that members really prefer learning in person if they had a choice. And spring workshops this May are going to give them their first chance to learn in person about this new essential elements of governance. Could you talk a little bit about spring workshops and when they're held, what they're going to be like? Yeah, each May, WASB offers six in-person spring workshops. We do our best to rotate these around the state, typically using the CESA. So we do our best to rotate and spread this around. So these began Tuesday, May 9th. The easiest place you can find this, I'll share what it is. Go to WASB.org. Upper right corner is the search menu. Just go put spring workshops in there. First link you hit will take you right to the landing page that has the detail of the dates, locations. But basically, two consecutive weeks, Tuesday through Thursday, it'd be Tuesday, May 9th through Thursday, May 11th, and then the following week, Tuesday, May 16th through May 18th. And these are evening workshops, and again, information of registration everything is on the on the website just go search spring workshops and we're splitting them up this year we do our best to get around the state you can attend any of them but we know board members are busy in their professional and personal lives and it's a evening so we we try to really chunk them and and get them around so we don't have three or four of them stacked right on top of each other if you cannot make the in person we will have a live online on Tuesday, May 23rd, that you can register for at a reduced cost because we can't do a virtual meal. And um, and we'll have that recorded too, I believe, correct, Dan? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So it's live and recorded. And so that goes live on the 23rd. And if you can't make that, it'll be available as a recorded version after. Excellent. So folks who want to learn more and can't make it can get that recording and they can stay tuned to our website, of course. Our governance website is going to have more information about this framework. And finally, you mentioned summer leadership, which is July and is going to be another chance to learn in person about school safety and governance. Could you just give us a little bit of a teaser for that too, Ben? So that's July 14th and 15th in Green Bay. That's Friday and Saturday. There's a safety and student health component. That is pretty much the Friday track. But Friday evening is the last session before we conclude the day. We are going to provide a half-hour high-level overview of the framework for those in attendance and those five components to introduce and prepare us for Saturday of which Saturday it's going to be a a two-track offering. So every hour we have, you have a selection. So you won't be able to attend all five at one time. That'd be a long day on Saturday. We don't want to hold people well into Saturday evening. But we will have a specific presentation on each of the five sections with an example, if you will, of what does that work look like under strategic focus on the future. So that'll have an emphasis on strategic planning. On accountability, one of our consultants, Roger Price, and I are going to be talking about fiscal. We're, we're going to be talking about accountability, but then we'll, we'll do it a bit more through the lens of fiscal responsibility. So we're going to do that on Saturday, which there will also be Dan Rosmiller is going to be doing a legislative update to conclude the day, which will be great because we'll see where we're at in this process that we're in the midst of right now with joint finance hearings and all those things that go on during the budget deliberations. And uh, Scott Mickish, one of our staff counsel, will also be doing a legal session that probably touches on several of the areas in the framework. So more of a legal piece, but also to 
I would say it's going to fall under the stakeholder engagement and the accountability piece and quality leadership talking about, you know, the open meetings, transparency, communication, public forums, public records, those types of matters. Perfect. Thanks, Ben. Is there anything about this framework that I didn't ask that you want to mention or emphasize? Board members seldom know, nor are they expected to know how to implement continuous improvement and accountability when they take their seats at the table. And this model and the work that the WSB people can do around this model will help them with that journey, with that walkthrough towards continuous improvement and that high levels of learning for all children. And so that's the shout out for the spring and summer workshops. You're not expected to know, but we're certainly there to help you learn how and bring your administrators. I mean, this is for administrators and uh, board members to walk through this model and, and learn about the essential elements. And that's why, Dan, essential is in the title of the framework, because they are essential, every one of them. And But people aren't expected to know, but they are obligated to learn once they have that seat at the table. So. Well said, Fran. Thank you. Well, great. Really appreciate it. And we'll have more information about spring workshops in the show notes. We'll have the graphic about the elements of governance in the show notes too. So if folks have questions, please visit our website. And we hope to see many of you at our spring workshops. Thanks, Ben and Fran. Next month, please join us for a discussion about children's health with Dr. Depesh Navsaria, the keynote speaker for our July conference in Green Bay, focusing on student safety, health, and governance. 